Listening Dog Media. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes. Oh, yes. The offside rule we get it is brought to you by Continental Tires. Hello there, welcome along to another episode of the Offside Rule. We get it podcast. We're up to number 22, two little ducks. Yes, I used to be a bingo caller in a former life. I've got two little ducks with me. Uh, Kate Borsay. Hello. And also Carrie Brown is our guest this week. Quack, quack. <laughs> Loving the quacking. This is the Offside Rule. We get it. Brought to you by Continental Tires, getting you to the game safely. And we have so much to get through in this episode. It just keeps coming thicker and faster. And all the fixtures as well. No wonder we have so much to talk about. There's some kind of football exhaustion going on, isn't there? Paul Carey's been FA cupping left, right and centre. I know you've had a busy weekend, Lindsay. Um, I've been at, at ITN cutting everything you've been making this weekend. So I think we're all suffering from a bit of football-itis at the moment. Uh, throw into the mix as well that the Ballon d'Or has just happened. Mm. And the inevitable, um, Lionel Messi getting a fifth Ballon d'Or. But we all knew that was going to happen, didn't we? Oh, he just makes me swoon. I'm sorry. There is nothing more than I adore about this player. You just, I think he's just going to get bigger and better. I know there's always the question marks with Cristiano Ronaldo and how fantastic that we are living in the age of Ronaldo and Messi. And uh, asking me to choose between any of them, I'm not having it. Because Neymar, Messi and Ronaldo, also three of the greatest gentlemen in the mix zone. Absolute pleasure to be working in football at this time. Of course, I appreciate Ronaldo and Messi and what they have brought to the world of football. But you know what? There's part of me, because Kate and I are a bit similar like this. We like the underdog, (laughs) don't we? We do. Every tournament we've ever covered together, we're like rooting for the underdog. And I have to say that to go back as far as 2007, when there was a different winner other than Ronaldo and Messi, it's too long now. I want another player to come on the scene. Come on. The problem is, as soon as you put someone else in that winning position, it detracts from the greatness that is Messi and Ronaldo. And I would argue that that Messi was an appropriate winner. But amazing, looking through all the different voting patterns, and of course you can see via FIFA who voted for what in terms of uh, managers of, of countries and also captains of teams as well. Neymar coming up an awful lot. So I was really pleased to see a little name pop up there more often than not Neymar. So he's going to be the contender, isn't he, really? He is. Um, this is what we've got coming up. What could have been... Uh, when 
we're not talking about possible Ballon d'Or winners here. We're talking about injuries. How many injuries there have been, certainly in the Premier League, for, for starters. So we want to look at a Premier League 11 of what could have been. So current players that are injured. I know that Carrie's itching to have her say here. I um, know you just keep on changing the rules. Which, which rules are we going with on this? So I, I will read it to you as exactly as I sent it. So what could have been, with all the injuries teams have reported this season, I want us to compile what could have been a best injured 11 players from the Premier League. We're looking at players who are currently injured and have not played more than 10 games this season. Does that clear it up? But we're going to deviate, aren't we? I think we've decided. <laughs> it sounds like you're going to. Uh, where's the key is topic number three. Uh, Phil Brown locked his players in the dressing room. He loves doing stuff like this. Two hours he did it for. He gave them a dressing down, as Kate Bors say, like to, uh, like to use the pun there as you sent me this suggestion. Um, what are the lengths of managers and teams gone to in order to get their team to turn things around? There's some great examples out there, which I eventually found. <laughs> We're going to start, though, with shoe in and shoe out. The female take on football. So let's explain about this one. We've got Carrie Brown on the podcast and you do a lot of Champions League football. It feels like just the right time to bring in a Champions League topic. Uh, are you on your travels? Yeah, I think uh, I'm off to Paris, PSG against Chelsea. I'm going to talk about this in a minute. <laughs> we will save some of that. I'm going to talk about that too. Um, great that you get to go out to Paris though. Fantastic. It's not a bad job, is it, that we've all got? Mm. Um, so shoe-in, the, the whole sort of gist of this topic is that we're going to pick a team that we think is a shoe-in to win the Champions League. Also a shoe-out, maybe a big bold prediction of someone that you think will go out of the competition. Is this another brilliant example of a word that you've invented? Shoe-out. Well, shoe out is, is made up, yes. Yeah. Everyone knows the famous saying, shoe in. So I thought, well, shoe out as well. Um, and then a rank outsider. I want you to pick a team that you think will do well, maybe quarters or semi-finals that you wouldn't usually expect to see there. Um, let's start then with Kate and who you think is going to be a shoe in. <laughs> this is actually really quite tough, isn't it? Because whilst you so. know, well, your shoe in is quite obvious, I think. Well, your shoe in, we're looking at Barcelona, yeah. aren't we really against Arsenal? But there's something about this Arsenal team at the moment that says if they're ever going to do it, they're going to do it right now. They're going to do it when they meet on the 23rd of February. So there's just a little feeling in my waters. And also because Atletico currently topping La Liga as well. Barca have got to assert their authority there. And I just thought if there's ever a time when they might do it, and of course the league will be in a different position by the, by the time this fixture's played, perhaps this is the time. But ultimately, I think I'm still going with Barcelona. Well, out of the three of us, Simon, as you're the only mother, if you've got a feeling in your waters, we can't argue, can we? Absolutely <laughs> not. Mum's the word. First of all, I'm going to say definitely not Bayern Munich because Pep Guardiola <laughs> told German press this week that the Champions League was a step too far for them. Or do you disagree? You know what? I mean, obviously Barcelona Barcelona shoe in but Bayern Munich would be my second yeah, yeah. they are a really exciting team and a really exciting team for this reason only you look at them and you say Robin Ribery on the way out and then you look at KCDC the new replacements <laughs> I love that I picked that up out in Bayern Kingsley Coman and Douglas Costa absolutely on fire Kingsley Coman 19 year old Frenchman the revelation of this season the people that we're trying to take him away from Bayern Good luck to you. The absolute deal of the season, if not of the last few years, an absolutely cracking player. And those two in the future of Bayern are going to take your breath away. I could see them getting all the way to the final and getting this one. Whoa. Well, look, I think it's quite clear that we all think Barcelona are a shoe-in. I do agree with Kate. Bayern for Carrie. Uh, well, Carrie's saying Bayern are her second, okay. but... 
what I would say is Arsenal, on their day, yes, they are capable mm. of beating Barcelona, but the thing is they play a very Too similar good. style yeah. of football. And, the, and Luis Enrique, very established coach now. Mm. The, thing, the difference is, the thing with Barcelona is they've won everything. They are the reigning champions of Champions League. They've mm. won everything going and they will draw on that experience. And I just think that's where Arsenal will fall short. And also because Arsenal are distracted a little by wanting to win this Premier League because they're never going to have a better opportunity to do that. Don't forget Real Madrid are on the ascendance as well. Really rejuvenated under Zidane. Oh, you it. know how much Zidane loves the Champions League, right? You know how much this would be an excellent thing. If he's going to struggle in the league, now he could still win the league, but if he's going to struggle in the league to get a Champions League victory under his belt would be a bombastic start to his career <laughs> as Real Madrid manager, wouldn't it? And they've got Roma, fifth in Serie A. Roma are struggling. I can't see anything but Real Madrid for this. So just watch them maybe sneak through. Please let him do a good job. He is my favourite player of all time. Mm. I go on about this. I absolutely love Zidane. And I just want him to be a fantastic manager. I think any fan of any club other than Barcelona and Atletico <laughs> want exactly the same thing. What an absolute legend. I tweeted it the minute the Rafa Benitez speculation came out. Because of his legendary status, he will be afforded his time. The one thing any manager in that position needs is time. The most yeah. horrific moment of my career was talking to Ancelotti after they'd been knocked out of the Champions League and having to ask the question. Mm. He is a bear of a man. He is held in such fond affection. I've enjoyed working with him at the biggest clubs and having to ask him the reality, this is Real Madrid, will you be back here in last season? And he was such a gentleman and he knew the question I was going to have to ask and he looked at me as if to say, it's fine. And he <laughs> answered it saying, I know. He, the fact Ancelotti was not allowed the time there is scandalous. Mm. The fact that Zidane will have to be afforded yeah. the time. He or will be. He has to yeah. be. Or I think there will be a restructuring at Real. I think that's how serious it is. I'm going to get you started on our shoe outs, um, my favourite new saying, because um, I am going to go with a bold prediction. Um, everyone's saying, oh, PSG uh, going up against Chelsea, the game that you're going to be at in Paris. And everyone thinking this is a rite of passage for PSG this year for the French champions. But you know what? I think Chelsea after... Yeah, let's go with this. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make this outlandish prediction. I think after the season, the woeful season that Chelsea have had, finally got a tiny bit of stability under Gus Hiddink. He's only here till the end of the season. He's going to want to try and do his best on every platform, um, not only the FA Cup, but also the Champions League. I just have this sneaky feeling they're, they're going to just nick it. I'm half expecting that lots of people will be tweeting me about this statement in some weeks' time. Tweeting me (laughs) and saying, oh, what were you on about? Maybe they will. I'll be a twit. But, you know, there's always a shock and I just think that maybe this could be it. You've made outlandish predictions before and to your credit, not all of them, but some of them have come true. So if you want to go with it, Hoops, you go with it. What are you going with? Well, in terms of obvious shoe-out, right? (laughs) I was going to go Juve in terms of the fact that they were last year's finalists, but up against Bayern Munich. Um, uh, They're having a good time in Syria at the moment, and I think that they will want to continue with that. They are second at the moment in Syria, but I just think for them, they've already made a final. I don't think it's something... It's a score that, that they want to settle immediately. I think that they'd be happy to go on and take Syria. Really? Yeah, I think so. I just, I just, I just think up against Bayern Munich, Juventus. I'm, I 
and Mina Rizuki is going to hate me for this, I don't know whether Juventus will show up. Again, that's just a bit of a feeling yeah. from me, but I don't know whether they're going to show up. See, I would have said you lose in a final and your biggest motivation is to go back and claim it. I know, but I just I just don't get that from them. Don't ask me why. That's just a feeling in my waters that's going to come back again. Um, other obvious shoe-outs. Well, Dinamo Kiev against Manchester City. They've got such a bad disciplinary record. I think Manchester City will boss them in this game and um, will very smoothly and classily defeat the opposition. Um, another quick one for obvious shoe-out for me, and this may not be so obvious, but when you've got Ghent up against Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg struggling in the Bundesliga, Ghent doing really well, I think Ghent could well take this fixture and see Wolfsburg. No. Yeah, yeah, I do, actually, I do. Well, we'll wait until we come to rank outsiders. <laughs> um, I, have, I have a different view on Wolfsburg. Uh, let's go with yours, Carrie. So your shoe-out... I've got to go Juve too. Um, sadly, I just don't think the strengths they were, they are the powerhouse that they were that got them all that way. And I just think Bayern are going to bulldoze them. Mm-hmm. Um, not bulldoze them at home. Juve are fantastic at home. It's a great stadium. So one of my best matches there ever. Um, but I just don't think there's the strength they were. Rank outsider. So I think I've already <laughs> given you a clue. I am going to go for Wolfsburg. Oh, okay. I know they're struggling in Bundesliga, but I think of all the draws, Ghent, come on, they've got to be least likely to progress out of all the teams in this next stage. So I can see Wolfsburg getting through with a nice kind draw through to the quarters or semis and being that rank outsider that people have thought oh, actually they're not doing great in Bundesliga but being the shock team so I'm going to rest my faith in Wolfsburg <laughs> and they will be my little underdogs you full of bold predictions today I am I'm feeling adventurous <laughs> <laughs> well I have mentioned Ghent already and I know look top of the Belgian Pro League there's no big accolades to be had there necessarily in terms of world football or European football but I think in terms of them progressing I quite fancy them um i also think it's a very interesting tie between benfica and zenit as well and in terms of one of those teams um taking advantage of the kind draw and making it through who's going to do it benfica i quite like the look of benfica um i think they've had experience at this level zenit tend to crumble apart from when they're really in their heyday five or six years ago zenit tend to crumble when they get to when it really matters so i take the experience of benfica the one thing i'll say about the champions league draw and the coefficient uefa listen to clubs they listen to clubs like borussia dortmund that man city that had recent success and it wasn't really helping them out in their coefficient and then now sadly we still have the situation of Chelsea against PSG I'd love to have seen both of those teams go forward because although I laughed actually Lindsay I think but I think you're exactly right they could build up ahead of steam they get Champions League qualification obviously if they go on and win it and I think they'll go very well in the cups I think hitting will lead them to a cup victory this season so I don't know why I laugh so much. Um, PSG as well. I certainly think they're now of the quality that they should absolutely break into the sem- semi-finals now. So sad, very sad that Arsenal, Barcelona, PSG, Chelsea, despite shaking up the coefficient. Yeah, and Juventus Bayern as well. It's the same yeah. situation, isn't it? Follow us on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod and like our page on Facebook. Simply type in the Offside Rule We Get It. There's only one of us. Next up then, what could have been an injured 
11. So currently in the Premier League, there are players out of teams who could have made the world of difference. So let's go through it. And I've, I've kindly divided this up so that Kay Porsay's got the lion's share of the work. Um, <laughs> you got. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder it took me so long last night to think about this. Um, I gave you the goalkeeper and four defenders. Thanks. Carrie has three midfielders and I have three strikers to add in. So you're starting us off. Yeah, seeing as there are loads of strikers out at the moment, you had the easy job. But then you could argue defenders pick up knocks quite a lot of the time. And also it is the privilege of hosting. Yeah, thanks. Um, so in goal, I had the choice of Fraser Forster or Tim Krul. Fraser Forster arguably on form could be more missed. But in terms of impact on the side, Tim Krul, for me, is going to be the player that I go with. He's got an ACL knee injury out till next summer at least. Poor guy. I hate it when this happens to players. It must be so debilitating to be out for such a long time. Uh, made just 10 appearances in the Premier League before being injured in October. Do you want me to go on to my defence? Yeah, you're four at the back. OK, so four at the back. Vincent Company, perhaps the most obvious choice here. Nine appearances in, in the Premier League, but he's been blighted by that calf injury, hasn't he, over the last couple of months. Due back late Jan, but that's kind of still to be confirmed. Really huge loss for City, that one. Um, a couple of Manchester United players, and this has, you know, really affected the team. Uh, centre-back Phil Jones played 10 times in the Premier League. No return date for him. He's struggling with an ankle um, and has had foot injury problems as well. Funny that you picked him. See, I'm not a huge fan and I just haven't even noticed that he's not there. <laughs> uh, Luke Shaw, the other player that I'm going to go for, I'm going to move on swiftly before <laughs> Lindsay Hooper receives some hate mail in the post. Um, uh, broken leg for Luke Shaw. Again, um, another obvious pick. And I know he's come in for some criticism about his weight and particularly um, when he started to break into the United first team but he's more than justified his appearance in the all-star hop along 11 for me oh and just at that point when he was yeah, just he was coming just and it's so cruel Fraser Forster all, all of them and you just look at this list and you just it, it's heartbreaking for them I will balance the books with Man United fans now and say that Shaw I can see as a huge miss he was in some brilliant form just when he got that injury and I felt so sorry for him so um, I think that's a big miss yeah, certainly is. Um, Brian Oviedo is perhaps the surprise pick here, um, just because he happens to be um, a star with a huge potential, but the unluckiest record in injury. And I hope he gets this behind him and moves on. I hope it's not one of those players, kind of a bit Jonathan Woodgate-esque, really, where they never really recover from injury. Um, Paul Guy, well, he's um, suffered this season from torn collateral ligament damage. Then he's had thigh problems. That's why he's out at the moment. Last season certainly wasn't any better. I mean, this, this poor guy must be thinking, what have I done? in life to deserve this. Last year, amongst other things, he had a fractured leg, hamstring and metatarsal issues. Um, so look, the unluckiest player around. He's only played three times in the Premier League this season, but I really hope he comes back. Um, I, I don't know what his return date is, but I'm, I, I don't think it's any time soon. OK, looking at the midfield, and, and it's terrible because then you go for all the injuries and then I start realising that certain players that you think have been out for quite a long time haven't been out for a full 10 matches and then terribly I say, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, that's horrible. <laughs> Apologies to those players. Um, so there are a few that are on the, on the sidelines. So uh, Michael Carrick um, and then, crucially, Coquelin had played more than 10 games. Santi had played more than 10 games. So they would definitely be in the reckoning. In terms of the fact that they will be out for a lot more than 10 games, I mean, those particularly Santi and, and Coquelin are, are huge misses for Arsenal. And then you, let's just stay with Arsenal, shall we? And one, one straight in there, Jack Wilshire. Jack, we wish you all the best. Keep strong, boy, because I know it, it's really tough with his career. I, I like how we're giving him a message. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think they all need it. I mean, there's some brilliant, brilliant talent that just come, come to the point of being judged horribly when they're coming back from injury that they're not the player they were, then actually go on and really prove they are. And then, you know, even pre-season hasn't kicked a ball this season. Um, 
Jordan Henderson, such a big miss for Liverpool. I think at the time we were talking about injuries and I was pitch side at Stamford Bridge when we were the first to announce, actually, that he was going to be out for a long period of time. How much is he needed in terms of leadership? We've seen those lovely scenes of him at the, um, in, in the dugout, haven't we, at Southampton when he was with Jurgen Klopp and enjoying their great success. But, yeah, a, hu- a huge miss. And then as we're going to deviate a bit on, on the rules, I wanted to mention with Bournemouth, Harry Arter. He's only played 10 games now. He's actually officially back. But what a miss he was. He was so crucial in getting them up. And the minute he's back, he's made all the difference. And then that remarkably brave performance after the death of his child. What an absolute superstar. Um, was so crucial in that game against Chelsea. And now Bournemouth are flying. Well, seeming as you're talking Bournemouth, as we move on to strikers, let me begin with Callum Wilson of Bournemouth. Yeah. I mean, what a miss in terms of striking um, options. He'd only done seven appearances, but had five goals to his name in the Premier League. What a return that was. And it was keeping Bournemouth firing at the start of the season. They had a little wobble when he was injured, along with a few other players, including Garter. But wow, how Eddie Howe managed to turn that round with such a depleted squad. I think they really deserve to stay in this Premier League this season. Um, I've got to mention Danny Welbeck at Arsenal. He's not featured at all. And I really worry for him because the more that Arsenal continue to impress and go for the title, Giroud coming through, Walcott changing into the striking position, I wonder when he gets back whether he's going to slot in. Yeah, is there going to be a place for him? This is where you're meant to give me a little bit of credit for bigging up Giroud at the beginning of this season. Oh, yes, it is. Goal scorers, it's those feelings in my waters. Sometimes you've got to listen to them. And you howled when I said that. But I'm really pleased for him. But I'm, I'm equally concern I think it's absolutely right and in terms of Sturridge as well for Liverpool you know you, you you know these sides have had to get on and work without these players I did howl when you said that and you absolutely deserve the credit because Giroud has been great but my, my feeling is the difference between Giroud and Welbeck although Giroud is perhaps more clinical in front of goal mm. is that Welbeck will provide yes. now at the moment they don't need that because Ozil's getting all these yes. assists yeah but in the future, Welbeck provides that as a striker, doesn't yeah. he? He's not only providing the goals, but he can actually set up mm-hmm. as well. So I would like to see him get back in the starting eleven when he returns. I'm just going to give a big up to Giroud because he always gets, always gets bashed. So. He does, I'm, 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 <laughs> in, 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 sort of in terms of loving himself, he does deserve it sometimes, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, you can't deny that he does, he does like the look of himself, doesn't he? I've had a photo and he had to check it on my phone to make sure that his hair was okay. Well, that's an impressive stat, but he's a Frenchman and I ask you to look at the French <laughs> rugby team and how beautifully manicured they are. Literally, I'm sorry, it looks like they are about to pose for their calendar as they run out onto the field. It is a French trait of every French gentleman. And I have to say, he's incredibly humble when you, when you meet him. He's obviously lacked confidence in front of goal. And what I'm loving seeing from him, particularly against Galatasaray, when he missed chances, he shrugged it off and then he absolutely yeah. produced and he just seems to have got over that sort of confidence misnomer and if he's that arrogant about his looks he clearly isn't is he because I think he has had confidence issues and I think <laughs> he's breaking through it and he might think he's pretty but uh, he's I think he's going to just prove so many of his critics wrong in the next 12 months well I've got to pick one more striker and I have to mention you know how people always say there is no player that's bigger than a team and this isn't my choice because he doesn't fit into the billing of the 10 games but I have to mention Sergio Aguero Mm. at Manchester City because I think there is a case in point where the player is perhaps as big as the team when he's playing he makes such a difference and if he'd not had this time out during this season Manchester City I believe would be clear by a good few points at the top of the league so 
Arsenal should count their blessings that he's had some time out. But I'm going to actually choose Daniel Sturridge. Um, I have to, don't I? Five appearances in the Premier League, two goals, but continually that disappointment around injuries. And I think to the point now where when you say that, you know, players get a little bit of stick, I think Sturridge is getting a lot directed at him now because of not playing through minor niggles. And I think perhaps that's justified. Yeah, he's being kind of tarnished with that unreliability and perhaps a touch of the prima donna in terms of the fact that he doesn't fit that kind of gritted centre-forward English cut of a player, does he? But I think he's right to be cautious. It's just I think fans are getting frustrated, as I'm a frustrated fan, because I know what he's capable of. We had that fantastic Suarez and Sturridge SAS season. We know what he can do. It's just so frustrating for us, and obviously for him, that we haven't seen a glimmer of that since. You know who would be the best striker in the world? Stoster. <laughs> a bit of Sturridge and Costa. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Russian you're talking about? I've missed him. Breaking news, everyone. Stand by your beds. This is Jim White. You can download the Offside Rule podcast this very day. Finally, ladies, time for Where's the Key? And this isn't me being locked out of my new flat. (laughs) This is Phil Brown locking his players in a dressing room for two hours. Uh, Want some manager motivation? Odd things that have happened over the years or different techniques that managers have employed to try and get their team firing on all cylinders. I found so many examples. I struggled to begin with and then I found loads. Um, (laughs) So shall I get started with a couple? Because have either of you read Gary Neville's book? Yes. Have you? Started, not quite finished. Uh, there's some great examples in there. And if you go through so many, um, Glenn Hoddle, he was talking about how he used to use the heart-touching technique yes. in the 1998 World Cup. He also employed a faith Eileen, healer, Eileen Drury. I actually interviewed Gary Neville about his book. And I remember that at the time as well, because, of course, um, uh, Hoddle said some not very choice things. And it ended um, his coaching and, career. And it basically <laughs> ended his coaching career. Um, but, yeah, you can imagine how this son in its day had an absolute field day with Eileen Drury. Well, anyone who's read the book would remember Eileen Drury, but the one that I'm going to flag up, which people might not remember so much, it's just in hidden text there, but he talks a very throwaway comment about one of the masseurs telling um, Gary Neville that Glenn Hoddle had asked all the staff when they're playing Argentina in the World Cup to walk around the pitch anti-clockwise to create a positive energy. (laughs) I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was brilliant. So that will start us off. Uh, Kate. Well, in order to turn the England team around and also after the joke that was the 2006 World Cup in terms of the wag exposure there when in Baden-Baden the wags came into the public eye. Fabio Capello famously banned the wags didn't he from the 2010 World Cup and made it even more boring than it already was for the poor players stuck in the middle of some military facility or wherever they were in the middle of South Africa. So uh, yeah well done Fabio Capello for banning the wags but actually they actually might have performed better if there was some sort of distraction there. Um, Another one to chuck in here Alan Pardew, he blamed the performance of his players and the negativity around uh, Newcastle on the local press and famously in 2013 banned some of the local papers and, you know, for any Newcastle fan or any resident um, up there, they will know how much influence the local papers have as as they do um, with some teams and he basically banned journalists from the Chronicle, the Journal... And uh, uh, sister title, The Sunday Sun, as well. So ban them from press conferences and from matches, too. Why was he so irked? Well, the papers covered a fan demo um, that basically was to highlight how they weren't happy with Mike Ashley's ownership of the club. And then these papers, remember when, when Mike Ashley basically said, it's 
It's now the Sports Direct Arena. Forget St. James's part. We're going to bury that. It's now the Sp- Sports Direct Arena. And the papers were like, no, we're not having this at all and refused to call it the Sports Direct Arena. So they were unhappy about that and criticism of Joe Kinnear as well, which was well-placed, as we all know. So, yeah, um, uh, basically Pardew throwing his toys out of the pram by banning local press, which I think is never a good sign. Um, well, we've seen what Mauricio Pochettino is doing at Tottenham. What's the secret? How's he got this new togetherness, this new belief, belief that Tottenham fans can't even slightly take on? Tottenham fans, come on, start <laughs> believing. Please, just not, haven't found one Tottenham fan yet that actually <laughs> believes what is happening. <laughs> last, last, last week, last week, my New Year's resolution for Tottenham fans was enjoy it. Hopefully, they're not going to. Um, they're not going to qualify for whatever happens, even if they're in the first, first position for, on the last day of the season. It might just happen. Anyway, so how has Pochettino done it? Well, will his players run free fire for him? It seems they would. Well, Jack Court revealed his training tactics in South, at Southampton. He did get the players to run over hot coals wow. and put arrows at each other's throat. What? Explain more, Jack Cork. Really want to know more about this, but putting wooden arrows at their throat, I imagine leaning in and breaking them was actually what they made them do. Good luck to them. (laughs) I've got two peas in a pod for managers because I I can't separate them in my mind sometimes. They're very similar. Phil Brown, who inspired this topic, and Ian Dowie. Can you? They've got very similar outlooks. One's got a huge goatee, the other hasn't. (laughs) It's just just that attitudes. Um, Phil Brown when he was at Hull, now I know this inspired the topic, but he he took the squad on country walks, he took them on a canoeing trip ahead of a crunch game against Bolton. (laughs) This was in the 08-09 season. And let's give Phil Brown a little bit of credit here. It worked. This one did work because they got the point they needed to stay up, so I'll mention that. Ian Dowie though, not so clever. Um, He took the team, the Charlton team, when he was there in 06-07 for a run on the motorway. (laughs) It didn't go down well and I, I think he was sacked quite quite soon after um i want to though talk about a manager who we shouldn't take any motivation techniques from i think when he was in germany he had great success and lots of people no we've got different ones because i've spotted your notes so let's let's have a little felix magat session between the two of us (laughs) i have to mention him don't don't do this managers if any of you are tuning into the offside rule we get it um but at fulham he soaked cheese in alcohol to treat injuries (laughs) <laughs> this is true. This is true. And you have? Um, I have the fact that when he was managing over in Germany as a punishment to the team uh, that he managed when they underperformed, he'd make them run up a mountain. Or if there was a particular player who didn't perform well, he'd make them literally run up a mountain, which surely in no one's coaching manual can be a good thing. So we go from the sublime to the ridiculous, with the ridiculous being Magat, but the sublime being Fergie. Mm. Um he brought in a vision specialist for 20 years at Manchester United. Lots of players have talked about this, including Neville and Giggs and Scholes. And it makes sense to me. Improve their peripheral vision, improve their eyesight, because that's quite crucial. See, that's where Hoddle went wrong. If you'd have called Eileen Drury a vision specialist <laughs> or a psychological aid or just, just something, he would have been absolutely fine. It's just the faith healer thing didn't quite work out. A player, by the way, who should be punished, Paul Pogba. Crimes against fashion. Who wears a jacquard jacket? There's just too much, too many jacks going in there. A jacquard jacket to the Ballon d'Or. Not a good move. Only you, Kate. Especially when you lose. No, but only <laughs> you have dissed him for this. He made headlines for being the best dressed. No, just dressed in something different. 
doesn't mean to say that it's a good choice. Well, I think we'll leave things there for this week. We've motored on through another podcast done and dusted. So thank you very much, Carrie Brown, for coming on board this week. Great to have you back. My pleasure. And Kate will return again next week, won't we? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you quizzically. You're not yeah. having some time off unexpected. No, Hayley's with us next week. Great. Uh, we'll bring back the chance because we did this in the last oh. podcast, Carrie. We talked about songs, so we'll do that as a topic. Some songs and chants that get the crowds going. A little mention for our website, offsiderallpodcast.com. We have daily articles going up there. Now, we had some news. Didn't we surpass the one million mark? Oh, ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just did that. We were a bit late. Late, late on the uptake from Hooper. Um, but any good articles that we've got to flag up there this week? Um, there's a brilliant one from one of our writers on the departure of Martin Ling, and it covers depression in football, and the um, author uh, talks about their own experiences with depression. It's a very heartfelt, very honest piece, which I love. Laura Jones is there again this week with another honest upfront piece, and I love Laura's writing. Um, yeah, there's, there's some brilliant stuff there. There's the Offside Daily every day, 10 headlines you need to know about football. Five are serious, five are out there. So go check that out. Also give us a follow on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod. We're on Facebook, so like our page there as well, the Offside Rule Podcast. And just so you know as well, we do take your feedback on board because uh, Hayley McQueen in the last podcast said, let us have your feedback. If there's anything you want us to bring on to the podcast, let us know. Um, there seems to be a, a minor call to bring back Twitter Topic of the Week. Oh. So we'll, we'll look at, at doing that. And Sean Thorne, who edits this podcast, um, I'm sure he'll be delighted. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll have a look at doing that for you and uh, speak to you next time bye yes! Oh, oh, yes! the offside rule we get it is brought to you by continental tires sports social podcast network with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.